Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Last night, Elizabeth Warren probably had her most influential moment in her political career whenever she took down Bloomberg in less than three minutes. She's basically made it to where he's running for cover. I hate to say it, but good job, Elizabeth. You finally earned your pay. Look at that. In her political career, Elizabeth Warren finally had her breakout moment. I tell you, man, this de- I never thought I would enjoy a Democratic debate as much as I did yesterday. But it was by far, far and away, one of the most entertaining debates I've ever seen of any political candidate. Even back in high school when we were debating like the merits of I don't know, cheating on homework or take home. T- I don't even know what we did back then because it was a long time ago. But it, it, this debate was just Incredible. From the get-go, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, Elizabeth Warren made clear that and made sure that everybody knew who the target was. It was the little guy on the far left-hand side of the stage who used to be governor of, or mayor of New York City and now wants to be president. It was the egomaniacal billionaire who thinks he's the only one who can get the job done. And Elizabeth Warren, man, she, the gloves, first of all, she didn't just go after Michael Bloomberg. She went out after everybody. But she literally took him out of the picture, took him out of contention. She literally destroyed everything Michael Bloomberg had, Bloomberg had been working for and paying for for 10 weeks. And she did it in the first minute of the debate. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. That was it, man. It was over. The look on his face. From that point on, he was playing. I mean, he was trying to get back in the game. And he was doing a miserable job he was bumbling he was mumbling he was trying to come up with uh you know usable quotes and and he was trying to come up with lines that would be great uh sound bites for the news but there weren't any there weren't any they there's so much baggage that this guy has he left new york city with 14 louis vuitton suitcases and a huge uh you know and a, and a huge trunk full of crap that he's got to deal with stop and frisk that was a negative bernie sanders why is michael bloomberg not the best candidate for this job stop and frisk stop and he hates black people so throws them on the wall and takes their guns. If I go back and look at my time in office, the one thing that I'm um, really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. That's the one thing you're the stop and frisk is what you're most worried about and concerned about, not the multiple non-disclosure agreements from the women that you had to pay off because you called them horse-faced lesbians and told them to kill their babies so they didn't take maternity leave. That I mean, there's so much. I guess I guess it's tough to choose from. But he, I mean, he took barbs from everybody. He took barbs from Joe Biden, who was attacking him and on his uh, qualities and credibility as a mayor. We should say didn't do the job. Oh wait, hold on, that's not it. He was also talking. Uh, he was 
also uh, attacked by Pete Buttigieg, who called him a capitalist that just tried to really buy anything he wanted. Most Americans don't see where they fit if they've got to choose between a socialist who thinks that capitalism is the root of all evil and a billionaire who thinks that money ought to be the, the root of all power. Yeah, and also, by the way, he pointed out that neither one of them are really Democrats. And shouldn't we, the Democratic Party, put forth a Democrat to run for president against Donald Trump? It was it was fantastic. I mean, look, there were a couple of moments. There were a couple of moments where Mike Bloomberg got feisty. First, he told he told Joe Biden and his his Botox, which, by the way, how scary is Joe Biden's Botox? He was so angry. He was so yelly. And his eyes did not move once. Not a wrinkle in that forehead. It was it was creepy. But he, he, he had no problem telling the former vice president to shut up. At that time, I wrote an article praising Obamacare. It was either in the New York Post or the Daily News. So the facts are Ooh, I was there. Let me finish. Man. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. What did you say to creepy old Joe? And, of course, Joe Biden's so polite in these debates that he shut up and let him finish. And then he attacked Bernie Sanders for being a horrible communist. Why? Because he owns, like, three houses. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What I miss here? Yeah, but he had a real problem trying to explain away the non-disclosure agreements. Elizabeth Warren came in and said, look, you need to tell us, why is it that there's so many women that have these non-disclosure agreements? Why is it that so many women have sued you and told us that you have a hostile workplace? Why is it that Bloomberg News is such a hostile and horrible working environment? Why is it that you you are such a misogynist, an even bigger misogynist than Donald Trump. And Mike Bloomberg, he tried to, you know what, he tried to, uh, he tried to explain away the answer. He has gotten some number of... Hold on, that's not him. Here it is. In a lawsuit... Of... No, hold on, that's not it either. We're <laughs> I got it somewhere. I got, there's so many clips. Sorry. Oh, here it is. They decided when they made an agreement that they wanted to keep it quiet for everybody's no. interest. They signed the agreements, and that's what we're going to live I, with. I, yeah, he said, look, I'm not going to talk about it. They signed the agreements. That's what we're going to have to live with. And and Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren wouldn't, let him, wouldn't let sleeping dogs lie. I hope you heard what his defense was. I've been nice to some women. <laughs> If you if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to be if they they tried to paint Donald Trump the way they tried to paint Michael Bloomberg last night or last night when they did it to Donald Trump, it didn't work. But when they did it to Michael Bloomberg, the guy folded, man, like a cheap like a cheap card table. It was it was so fun to watch. And Elizabeth, well, like I said, she went after Amy Klobuchar. She went after Mayor uh, Pete. She went after Joe Biden. She kind of went after Bernie Sanders. But since they're both communists and she thinks he's going to get the nomination anyway, she was nicer to him than anyone. else. No one really attacked Bernie that much, except for Michael Bloomberg. And the three house comment. Nobody really went after him because, look, right now, as it stands, and especially after that 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 tepid debate performance from Michael Bloomberg, Bernie Sanders will be the nominee. The Democratic Party, they are they had such a, 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 a I mean, it was like a it was a bittersweet night last night. They had their candidates going after Mayor Bloomberg. And attacking him and creating some must see television, creating some really amazing moments, creating some some some, you know, great ver uh, verbiage and some great uh, sound bites that are going to be played over and over and over again. The Democrats really came alive for the first time last night. It was a it was a vibrant. It was an energetic. It was a I mean, it was a bloodbath for Michael Bloomberg.
But it was something that they've been needing, a good debate, an interesting debate. It was really the polar opposite of the last debate, which was so boring and milquetoast, they put it on a Friday night because they knew nobody wanted to watch it. This was must-see TV for the DNC. Well, that's the first problem. That's great. But the second problem is, the second problem is, now they've basically cemented Bernie Sanders as their candidate. Michael Bloomberg, he's not going away by any means. He's going to continue to funnel money into this campaign. He's going to burn as much money as he possibly can. He's still, he's stuck in it. He's invested 400000 He already bought the Super Tuesday ads to the tune of $150 million. So he's going to keep going. He will not stop, but he will not win. Bernie Sanders is going to walk away with this nomination. And the Democrats are going to be faced with having the biggest, baddest, most unforgiving communist as the face of their party. Their transformation from the Democratic Party of days gone by to the far left extreme Antifa wing of their party will be complete in two weeks, March 3rd is Super Tuesday. On March 4th, Bernie Sanders will have enough delegates to basically cakewalk into Milwaukee, grab the Democratic nomination, and push everybody as far to the left as possible. And that's something the Democrats do not want because they know, they know that Bernie Sanders cannot beat Donald Trump. Communism and socialism will never, ever beat out capitalism. How do they know that? Michael Bloomberg said it last night. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism, and it just didn't work. And it just didn't work. Well, guess what? It's not going to work either. It's not going to work. It's not going to work this time around. Look, this debate, we've got to take a quick break, but there is so much to unpack here. We've got a bunch of people on the phone. We have some open mic messages. It was, if you missed it, we have some more clips for you, too. Uh, it's, it was one of the most amazing things to watch. It was really probably the beginning of the end of the Democratic Party, and it was live, and it was awesome. 855-765-1045. If you want to get in, 855-765-1045. Your phone calls from wherever you happen to be. Give us a buzz. Plus, leave us an open mic message. You can do that in our mobile app. It's 104.5 WOKV on your app store. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Bernie Sanders is a millionaire telling a billionaire he don't have a right to that much money. But yet Bernie has a right to be a millionaire when most people will never see a million dollars in their entire life. It was, a, it was an interesting back and forth between Mayor Bloomberg and Bernie Sanders, who uh, basically are going to be, I mean, they're going to be going at this head-to-head until there's until there's one person left standing um, or kneeling, which I think Michael Bloomberg was doing. Because, dude, that, is, that guy is short, man. When he came out on stage, I, I knew he was short, but he was, the, he was shorter than Amy Klobuchar. He was, uh, he was definitely the shortest person on stage, and um, they didn't give him anything to prop himself up. So, But, look, the, the problem with Michael Bloom, uh, Bloomberg is he did have some good moments. They just all came in the second half of the debate with, the debate when everyone had already turned it off. It's, you know, it, it, take it from me. I have a two-hour show every day, and you've got to come out swinging. you got to come out with your best stuff in the first hour uh, because that's when people tune in. That's when they give you a shot. You know, you, you start out. He did the opposite. He came up with his best stuff in the second hour. For example, when he attacked Bernie Sanders for being a hypocrite. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What I miss here. Yeah. And he, he had a great line after that because Bernie Sanders tried to explain why he had three houses. He goes, first of all, I have a house in Washington because I work in Washington. And Mayor Bloomberg said that's the first problem. I mean, he had some good lines, but everyone 
one had already gone. They already there were already you know, switched channels. They were watching The Bachelor on on DVR, or they were or they were asleep, or you know doing something else. The first hour is when you really need to succeed. Is when you really need to get out there and win. And he just got pummeled. And I mean, like literally, it was almost like he got punched in the face repeatedly over and over again by Elizabeth Warren. And and there was no, there's no coming back from it. There's no the, the negative publicity. I don't care what the people that he hires to help him when he walked off stage. I guarantee someone was like, great job, mayor. That person's lying and should be fired. That's not he, there was nothing about that debate that Michael Bloomberg should be happy about. Uh, my friend Kristen Tate, the libertarian chick, she tweeted out, oh, my God, imagine spending four hundred thousand four hundred million dollars just to get, uh, you know, just to go to Nevada and lose it all. Uh, on, I mean, that's basically what happens when you go to Nevada. You put down all your money, you step out on stage and you either win it all or you lose it all. And he lost it all yesterday. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Jim on the north side. How you doing, Jim? Hey, Mark. Um, I got a little different take on that. Um, I'm no fan of Bloomberg. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of like a couple of things that he did. First of all, he began to expose Bernie Sanders for the fraud that he is. Because Bernie is a fraud. Yeah. He um, if you look into Bernie's uh, history, I mean, he's still for years he's been funneling money to his wife from his campaign. They they told him to knock it off, but he still does it. Bernie and, does. Bernie Sanders um, is he's right. He's the richest communist in the United States of America, and he is. There was one point. There was one point in this whole debate which I thought was actually kind of poignant. And again, it was one of Michael Bloomberg's moments, but nobody is going to remember it because it was in the second half of the debate. And he basically said, "Look, we're talking about business." Am I the only one here who's ever started a business? I'm the only one here that I think has ever started a business. Is that fair? Okay. Okay. So, so, I mean, they all stood there uh, aghast because none of them have started businesses. They're all career politicians. And it was definitely it was definitely one of his finer moments. But, yeah, Bernie Sanders, these people have been getting making millions of dollars from donations, from payouts. I mean, Hillary Clinton bought him a house when he dropped out of the race so that he would support her and not run as a third party candidate. I wonder if Michael Bloomberg gets the nomination, how much money he'll give Bernie to not run as a third-party candidate this time around. 855-765-1045. Jay in Middleburg. How you doing, Jay? I'm just fine, Mark. How are you? Good. What do you want to say, sir? I, I just wondered if anybody else but me caught, right after Elizabeth Warren put Bernie on the ropes, one of the people that was running the show there, not one of the politicians, but one of the people that was running the show yeah. asked Bloomberg, they asked him specifically and quoted what what his take was and the, the comment that he made about he would do the woman any time. Yeah. And he, he answered for the whole amount of time that they allotted him and never said a word about that. He yeah. just tap danced all around it. Wouldn't you think one of them other guys would have would come up with something like, hey, why don't you answer the question? You'd think so, but they don't care about his answers. They want to give their own answers. It was it was a great moment, and he did have a lot of those non-answers, and he did avoid a lot of the questions. But, look, even still, he was not prepared for this. To be. He'd never faced any kind of opposition like this, and he was not at all ready. Money could not buy him a good answer in the first hour of the debate yesterday. And I don't think he's got enough money to buy himself out of this. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More on the debate. More of your phone calls and open mics coming up. The Mark K Show continues right after this on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are. And you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 
Oh, man, I'll tell you what, that debate last night, I, it was it was really great. I mean, I cracked open a bottle of wine, I sat down, and I, and I watched it from the get-go, which I even watched the pre-show, which almost killed me. Because Rachel Maddow was, I mean, I literally, I almost was like, I can't even. But luckily, the debate started right on time. And it was a fascinating uh, experiment to watch. It was it was a bunch of, now think think about what you have here. And we're going to get to your phone calls here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. But think about what you have here. You have uh, Bernie Sanders, who's the clear front runner. Then you have Elizabeth Warren, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Amy Klobuchar, who's hanging on somehow, and Joe Biden, and they are fighting for their political lives. And not only do they have to fight Bernie Sanders, the evil, the devil that they know, but now all of a sudden here comes Michael Bloomberg, who qualifies for this debate. And as I pointed out, I'd like to say two, three days ago, just because you qualify for the debate doesn't mean you need to debate. And if you're not on the ballot in Nevada, which he's not, you should probably skip this one and wait. And he didn't take my advice. He showed up and he crashed and burned. He took a he took a like he just dropped a turd right there on the stage and walked off. And now he doesn't even get any delegates. He doesn't even get a percentage of the vote. He gave the worst debate performance in the history of debate performances. And now he's going to get a big fat zero when they count the ballots because he's not even on it. Worst decision in the world. Worst just because you can debate doesn't mean you should. And he shouldn't have done it. But he did. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? But you've got these five other people and their job. They're not going to let this billionaire come in and steal their their thunder. They're not going to let this billionaire come in and and rip their dreams away. They've already got to fight the big, tall communists with the big, lanky arms and the underbite. Now they've got what well, they've got Michael Bloomberg and his, and his 60 billion dollars to contend with. No way they were going to take him out. And they did, man. They did. If they had knives on that stage, they would have gutted this guy. It was it was such a sight to see. And it made it interesting. I'm going to be honest with you. Of all the Democrats, I'm going to watch the rest of them now because it was fascinating. And if, and if Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg and everybody else can do what they did last night and it bled over from Michael Bloomberg, too. It bled over from Michael Bloomberg. It wasn't just him because Pete Buttigieg went after Amy Klobuchar like she was an ex-girlfriend, which we know she wasn't because, you know. He's not into that. But but and he was just having his way with her calling her dumb, calling her stupid, calling her out. She got visually, visually upset and started shaking even more than she usually does. You know, Joe Biden was trying to throw barbs in there. Joe Biden's worst nightmare came true because pretty much everybody just ignored him. They didn't really ask him any questions. They gave him 45 seconds here and there. Nobody debated him. Nobody argued with him. Nobody said he was a horrible person or that his his plans were awful, because let's face it, everybody knows that after South Carolina, he's pretty much done. But again, the uh, the big target was Michael Bloomberg. And uh, before we get to the phone calls, because we know we have a lot of people that want to comment I wanted to share with you this book because this is this is my new favorite book. And uh, it's a kid's book, you know, and it, it helps them explain. It helps explain politics. And this is called Michael and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Debate. And I just want to it's a short read. So I'm just going to read it for you. Uh, read it to you here in just a minute. But it's basically it's a it's a great book. And again, if you missed the debate for whatever reason, I would say pick up a copy of this book because it'll really explain what happened. I wore a dark blue suit with a light blue tie, and so did the other grumpy old guy, and nobody stood next to me. I was the shortest one on stage, even shorter than the dumb girl from Minnesota who doesn't know who the president of Mexico is. And on top of that, there wasn't a phone book for me to stand on. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad debate. 
at the outset, the angry librarian started attacking me for things that I actually said. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. I can't wait to leave Nevada. Lester Holt let the grumpy old man talk about his health care plan. Then he let the other grumpy old man talk about his health care plan. And then he let the angry libra- librarian, the little boy, and even the dumb girl talk about their health care plans. Guess who didn't get to talk about their health care plan? I said, what am I, chicken liver? Also, I think it should be. I think it should be chopped liver, but that's either here nor there. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad debate. They wanted to see my tax returns. I told them that I was working on them. But since I'm so rich, it takes a lot of time. I make a lot of money, and we do business all around the world, and we are preparing it. The the number of pages will probably be thousands of pages. I can't go to TurboTax. Poor people just don't get how tough it is to be rich. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad debate. I could tell because the hot question asking lady asked me about a sexual harassment lawsuit. He has gotten. Hold on. Wait, here. I have that here somewhere. In a lawsuit in the 1990s, according to The Washington Post, one former female employee alleged that you said, quote, I would do you in a second. Then the angry librarian lady started yelling about all my non-disclosure agreements. He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. I told them there was a very simple reason for those non-disclosure agreements. We have a very few non-disclosure agreements. How, how many Let is me that? finish. How many is that? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. Nobody ever appreciates my jokes. I think she's just jealous because I never hit on her and that I'm rich. I hope she drops out after Nevada. It was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad debate. That's what it was because the dumb girl got mad at me for a memo I wrote telling her to go away. I looked at the memo from his campaign staff this morning, and it said that he actually thought that three of us uh, should get out of the way. It's like none of them even want me to be president. I am having a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad debate. There you go. That's by uh, it's by Mayor Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> He's picked that one up. Read it to your kids. They're going to they're gonna love it. <laughs> 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Alice in Missouri. Hi, Alice. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're doing great, Alice. What do you want to say? Well, first of all, when it came to the debate, um, <laughs> you kind of touched on it. Buttigieg made me laugh when he attacked both Bernie and Bloomberg. Yeah. Um. <laughs> When he called them both out. Yeah, but, he, go ahead. He called one out for being a capitalist and one out for being a com- communist and neither one of them being Democrats. Exactly. Because, but what I don't get is, you know, I wish, I wish Bernie would come out and say exactly what his plan is and how much this, his Medicare for all is supposed to cost. Yeah. The average person. You know what's interesting to me, and that's a great point, Al. Medicare for all, they came out with their health care plans like that is the biggest 
issue facing America today. They came out with their health care plan. The only other thing that they loved almost as much as health care was their their uh, Green New Deals and their environmental plans. But if you look at the list of concerns that most Americans have, number one, it's the economy. Number two, it's jobs. I mean, that's what people want. They want to make sure that the economy's strong and that they have a job. And if the economy's strong and you have a job, then you start to worry about other things like health care and the environment, which they let off the second hour with and which they spent a good probably 20, 25 minutes of a two hour debate discussing the environment on the list of things that Americans really care about is 18th. But if you're a Democrat, it's like number one or number two. And and they also I mean, it was just a way you're right. It was just a way for them to attack each other. Pete Buttigieg, he had some great lines, but he's he doesn't have any plans. He doesn't have any momentum and uh, and he doesn't have any of it, the experience to to become president of the United States. Amy Klobuchar, look, she's she's got her own baggage. She doesn't know the who the president of Mexico is. She doesn't know what the USA Mexican policies are. And she may know them, but she can't explain them when asked. Plus, she has this she has this anger issue now, which we which we uh, which we were dealing with yesterday. And Elizabeth Warren, I think Elizabeth Warren last night realized that she's not going to get the nomination. She realizes that she's not going to get the uh, she's not going to be the presidential candidate. And even if she were, she wouldn't beat Donald Trump. So she really just took this opportunity to call out everybody. She called out Amy Klobuchar for having a health care plan that could fit on a post-it note. She called out my, uh, Mayor Pete for saying that his, his press secretary or his marketing department wrote his plan. She called out Joe Biden for his horrible Botox. And, of course, we know what she said to uh, we know what she said to Mayor Bloomberg. But she was I mean, she was a firecracker last night. And I think now what she's trying to do is just make her name She's trying to become she's trying to become infamous. She wants everyone to remember her when she's gone, which could be in like a week or so. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Super Tuesday is March the third. We had somebody on the Facebook chat say, I'm from Canada. Can you explain what that is to me? Sure. We'll explain that is we'll explain what that is and why this Super Tuesday is more important than any other Super Tuesday in history. That's coming up after this quick break. And the Mark K show returns on one oh four point five WOKV. Bloomberg went to a Nevada casino, walked to the roulette table, threw down $418 million on blue. The dealer spin the wheel and it came up Trump 2020. Ow! <laughs> I'm going to bet on Bloomberg. Damn it, it's Trump 2020 again. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. So, uh, we, we let's get to Ed here in Jacksonville. Hey, Ed, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. Oh, great, Ed. What did you want to say, sir? Uh, is there any talk about the Dems forming, breaking off the Bernie's wing of the party, breaking off and forming their own party? Has there any been talk about that? Uh, about the third-party candidate run for Bernie Sanders. Oh, I've been talking about that for years. I'll tell you what, man. That's a great point. That, and that's one of the big fears the Democrats have. The Democrats, they're in a tough spot because, first of all, well, they're Democrats. Second of all, though, they've now got Bernie Sanders, who after Super Tuesday will probably have enough delegates where he can just cruise through the rest of this whole nomination process, go to Milwaukee, get the nomination, and then lose in the general election to Donald Trump. That's basically the scenario that the Democrats are faced with, especially after Mike Michael Bloomberg got pummeled by a girl yesterday. Uh, and so now they're looking at that. They're really panicking. 
Um, if they try to steal it from Bernie, if they try to boost up Bloomberg, if they try to do, I mean, they, they've already tried. The reason he was at the debate was because, and this really backfired on them. The only reason that, that uh, Michael Bloomberg was at the debate was because the DNC didn't like Bernie Sanders, did not want him to be their candidate, didn't want the communists hijacking their party and dragging it all the way to the far left with the Antifa supporters and the Bernie bros and the people who are going to burn down Milwaukee and punch Trump supporters because all those fascists in the was violence. That's not what they wanted. So they they changed the rules mid game again, again, and they allowed Mike Bloomberg to be on the debate stage. They said, okay, we're going to drop that mandate where you have to have two hundred and fifty thousand individual donors. Everyone on that stage has two hundred and fifty thousand or more individual donors. Everyone but one, and that's Michael Bloomberg. And he has one donor, and that's Michael Bloomberg. And the only reason they dropped that mandate, the only reason they made that rule um, inapplicable is because they wanted him on the stage because they wanted him to be their nominee. Well, he gets up on stage, and nobody prepared him, nobody prepped him, nobody told the other five buffoons up there that he was supposed to be the nominee. So they went at him, man. They just attacked and they discredited him live on television within minutes. Within minutes, Elizabeth Warren put him away. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. She wants to make sure every woman out there knows what Michael Bloomberg is saying about them. He's calling you horse-faced lesbians. He's calling you uh, dumb broads. Oh, and let's not forget the moderator from MSNBC, who brought up the fact that he was uh, he was sued for all kinds of harassment. He has gotten some number of women. Hold on, wait a minute, here it is. In a lawsuit in the 1990s, according to the Washington Post, one former female employee alleged that you said, quote, I would do you in a second. By the way, that's factually accurate. Not just that he said it, but it would only take him a second to perform that particular act. Uh, and that's just that's just what I hear. 855-765-1045. But basically, they're in a tight pickle now because they're going to get Bernie Sanders unless they rig the, uh, the nomination, unless they rig it for Michael Bloomberg in some other way. It won't be Biden. It won't be Buttigieg. It won't be Amy Klobuchar or Elizabeth Warren. If somehow Michael Bloomberg gets more delegates than Bernie Sanders. If somehow Michael Delega uh, Michael Bloomberg I mean he rises up from the ashes of last night's debate and becomes the Democratic nominee, Bernie Sanders supporters will go ballistic. Bernie Sanders will probably take a big lump sum of money like he's accustomed to doing and go away. But his supporters will be in an uproar. They won't have it. They're not getting paid off. They're not getting what they want. They want. They're not getting their free weed and their free school and their free health care. They're not getting free anything. They're stuck with Michael Bloomberg, who's a richer, uh, more corrupt, more obnoxious billionaire than Donald Trump is. And they are going to literally burn things to the ground, whether Bernie wants them to or not. So there is definitely that fear that Bernie Sanders will be forced Forced by his own, by his own, you know, millions of Ber Bernie Bros or 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 you know, uh, bro, was it Burn Bros? Uh, it, all the Bernie Bros, they're going to get out there and they're going to demand, they're going to demand satisfaction, they're going to demand that he run as a third party. He's already listed as an independent, you know, so he's just one step away from ruining this for everybody, except of course Donald Trump. Uh, great question. 855-765-1045. We're going to get to Super Tuesday here in just a minute because that's going to be make or break for a lot of people. I believe that South Carolina is make or break still for uh, for Joe Biden.
But we're going to talk about Super Tuesday, too, because that's really going to that's going to be the nail in the, a lot of people's coffins. Quick break. Traffic weather news coming up. And the Mark K Show continues right after this on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are. And you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I mean, birds just don't go around attacking. Hey, Mark K., I can already see the Saturday Night Live skit for this weekend. It's going to be welcome to the debates, and then all the other candidates are going to go over and start prison shanking Bloomberg and then drag him off stage, and then they'll get started. I'll tell you what, man. They won't even drag him off stage. They'll just leave him there to bleed. If you look at some of the, uh, if you look at some of the headlines, the um, New York Post, Black and Bloom, it's the photo they have, and it's a picture of Michael Bloomberg with a black eye and bandages. Warren leads brutal Mike beatdown. Uh, the Daily News says, Bloom goes the dynamite, which is another... Ca- I mean, look, it's really catchy. Dems gone wild. Debate scorched. Best ever. By the way, something totally unrelated... Not totally unrelated, but something I wanted to bring you to your attention was there was a group that was not happy that the Democrats were debating in Nevada, so they did something really interesting. They took a bunch of pigeons, and they put little MAGA hats on them. If you, if you, like, so this is, this is, and they release them. They're like dozens of MAGA hat wearing pigeons, and they were unleashed in Las Vegas to, uh, to protest the debate. They look proud to be wearing that hat. Oh, I They look very, like, stoic, and they're just looking off into the distance. And absolutely. And this is a group that, uh, that organized this debate. They're, apparently, they, they figured out a way to put hats on pigeons, and it's very humane. <laughs> And I swear to God, uh, the video oh is just... Oh, my God, it's killing me. I was watching the video. I think they have, like, clips of the bird. I think it's safe for work. Let me just... Aggressive creatures, miss. Yeah. They bring beauty into the world. It is mankind, rather, who insists upon making it difficult for life to exist. No, it's the birds. I mean, birds just don't go around attacking oh. people without no reason. You yeah, know? that's exactly right. <laughs> anyway, but if you, uh, you want to have some fun later today, just Google MAGA hat-wearing pigeons unleashed in Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> That's just the fun. This is why I love people. Me. This is why I love the creativity uh, is just when it comes to politi- uh, po- politics and political uh, protests is just, I mean, this is uncanny. And this is, to me, a great protest. It's not like the left where if the Democrats, they have zero creativity when it comes to when Donald Trump holds a rally somewhere, which, by the way, he was in Phoenix the uh, yesterday during the debate. When Donald Trump goes out to accept the nomination like he did in Cleveland and like he's going to do again in Charlotte, whenever there's whenever there's, um, you know, uh, unrest on the left. What do they do here in Jacksonville? The one guy hates Donald Trump. He sees some nice old ladies registering people to vote for the Republican candidate for the president of the United States. What does he do? He drives his van through their table and nearly kills somebody. And now he's in jail. That's how the Democrats do it. No creativity, just anger and angst. Republicans, what do they do? They go, all right, the Democrats are coming to Nevada. They're going to debate. We don't, we want to draw attention to how horrible they are. We want to taunt them. We want them to know that Donald Trump is making America great again. What do we do? Do we drive our van through the debate stage? Do we go and dress in black and throw, throw bags full of poop at their heads or just punch them and beat them or shatter glass windows at banks and Starbucks coffees and light limousines on fire? Do we do that? No. Let's be more creative. Let's get a couple dozen pigeons, make some really tiny MAGA hats, strap them to their head, and unleash them to poop all over the Democrats while they're in Nevada. I mean, that's genius. Who doesn't want to be a member of that party? Who doesn't want to be a member of that party? 855-765-1045. This is Mike calling from the zoo. Hi, Mike. How you doing? 
Hey, good morning, Mike. Yeah, I was at the zoo volunteering this morning. I'm elsewhere now. Oh, okay. All right. How was how are things at the zoo? Well, um, I was in the commissary, so I'm uh, helping oh. the staff with the uh, animals' diets. So it was pretty quiet. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, some of those animals but, need to uh, go on diets, especially the elephants. They're they're really big. Anyway, what do you want to say, Mike? Yeah, uh, Donald Trump's campaign staff is doing an unbelievable job with these rallies. Yeah. And his biggest rally was last Sunday in Daytona. Yeah. The 500. Oh, yeah, that was a huge one. That was a huge one. Listen, <laughs> the, thing about the, the thing about the Donald Trump rallies, and I meant to mention this yesterday, too, because every, all the news was about uh, Bernie Sanders in Washington State had, had something like 17,000 people come to a rally. But what they didn't tell you was 17,000 people didn't come to see Bernie Sanders. They came to see Portugal the man. Because Portugal, the man, was the headliner. That's what Bernie Sanders does. That's what they figured out. They're like, look, how do we get 17,000 people into a, a Bernie Sanders rally? Well, we should probably start inviting people that are more famous and more popular than Bernie Sanders. So this guy, Portugal, or it's a group, actually. It sounds like a dude, but it's a group. It's called Portugal, the man. You probably heard this song, right? Very popular. It was their big hit. And they they said, we're going to have you play the Bernie Sanders rally. Well, guess what happens? When you have one of the most popular indie rock bands perform for free in Washington State, you get 17,000 people to stick around for the Bernie Sanders rally. Also, Tim Robbins, a couple of other celebrities. When you go to a Donald Trump rally, the, the only music is God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. And it's not Lee Greenwood performing live. It's a CD that they play in the background or probably... Probably, let's face it, an MP3 at this point. There's no opening act. There's no celebrities. You may get the mayor of the town if it's a Republican. You'll get some senators. Maybe Pam Bondi will swing by. If you're really lucky, Mike Pence comes out and does five minutes before he introduces the president. But you can fill any arena in the country with 20,000 people inside, 20,000 people outside, 25,000 more people who are tailgating, 30,000 people who are at home going, man, I wish I, I should I should have been there. They're just streaming it online, uh, streaming it online. And you can do all that with just Donald Trump. If you are Bernie Sanders, you can't do that. You can barely get a thousand. If you're Bernie Sanders and you want, and he couldn't even get to 20. If you want to get 17,000 people, you got to surround yourself with actual famous people that your supporters want to see. Uh, 855-765-1045. Irene in Dothan, Alabama. How you doing, Irene? I'm doing great. I'm still laughing over what I saw last night. Oh. <laughs> They're going to eat each other up. Yeah, it was really. If it is, yeah, the man that goes against the person that goes against Trump. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trump will have them for lunch. There, well, clearly what we learned about Mike Bloomberg is, I mean, he can't even handle Elizabeth Warren. There's no uh -oh. way he could take on Donald Trump in a in a, uh, yeah. in a head to head competition. And look, I've never been to a dog fight or a cock fight or a snake fight or any of these other fights. But I imagine it was a lot like what we saw yesterday. You've got like the no, one. I think it was it was kids fighting amongst themselves in the school ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. I mean, it looks like like you imagine if you ever have these like these these big knockdown brawls with these animals, they pick on the little one first, right? That's what you do. You find the smallest one. You find the smallest one in the pack, and, rah, 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 and you take it down. And that's what they did. Every single one of these people jumped on the smallest guy there, and it happened to be Michael Bloomberg. And he just he's not going to recover from this at all. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Nick in Grand Rapids. How you doing, Nick? Oh, great. How are you, Mark? Oh, doing great, man. Thanks so much for calling. What would you want to say, Nick? 
I uh, just wanted to uh, say that my main takeaway from the debate last night is all these candidates want to add more spending welfare programs. And I was uh, wondering, does increasing the size of spending and government programs really benefit the people it's intended to help? Or would it, it be more beneficial to abolish or reprioritize the system of actual oppression and help the people on it to find jobs to make money and pursuit of their own American dream. Yeah, they don't want that, Nick. The American dream for Bernie Sanders and pretty much most of the Democrats on stage, with the exception maybe of Michael Bloomberg, is not for people to become self-sufficient and go out there and build their own lives and get their own uh, houses and and provide for their own families and build what Michael Bloomberg was able to do, which is a billion-dollar business. That's evil. That's a horror. That's awful. You shouldn't be able to do that. What their idea of an American dream is, is of a government that has so much money and so much income and so much power that the individual citizen is totally 100 percent beholden to that government. They believe in big government. They are federalists on crack, man. They are they are the epit. I mean, they're communists. They want the government to control everything and they want everyone living their wearing their same little clothes wearing the you know carrying their same little bags going to their same little jobs in their same little cars living in their same little cubicles you know we talked about it yesterday how how the ideal situation for bernie sanders is creating a great big jail where everybody gets three meals free everybody gets outdoor time free everybody does a little bit of work and then and then that's it and you don't have to worry about your health care if you get sick you just go to the you just go to the to the medical ward you know if you need pills you go to the pharmacy it's given to you free of charge, but at the same time, you don't get money. They keep it all. You work and you get everything provided for you except the freedom to invest and spend your money the way you choose to. Uh, they want the biggest government possible. That's why they want to. That's why they want Medicare for all. That's why they want a $50 billion program. They're basically feeding this beast called the United States government, the federal government, and they're trying to make it as big as possible. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is starving the thing. Donald Trump is saying, if you want to create one government job, you have to get rid of two government jobs. Donald Trump is saying, look, if people, we can, there's a ton of agencies we don't even need. You don't need more IRS agents. What you need is fewer taxes. You don't need more IRS agents. What you need is fewer audits. We don't need this, that, or the other. If you want to leave the White House, I'm not going to replace you because the federal government is way too big as it is. And he's starving the thing. And the Democrats are panicked. He, they're panicked that the, the United States is going to work the way the founding fathers thought it should work as a group of united states, 50 individual states that are under one umbrella of the federal government instead of one federal government that collects a bunch of money from 50 different places. 855-765-1045. Great question, though. We got to take another quick break. More of the Marque Show. Oh, by the way, we will play What the Bleep today. Do we have enough bleep? We're going to get some bleeps. We will play uh, What the Bleep today before we get out of here. If you've never heard it, stay tuned because it's amazing. And if you want to win some free stuff, definitely stay tuned because... Well, that's the only way you can win free stuff is by playing the game. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls and open mics coming up. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Warren Stone, Mini Mike's Lunch. <laughs> um, I know you're not going to play this because my voice is lousy. Ha! Shows what you know. We'll definitely play it. <laughs> Even though Andy voice wasn't lousy. It was just uh, 
you know, it was just the, the tire. Well, I get it. I get it. You were up all night laughing at the Democrats. I'm, I almost I almost couldn't talk today either. 855-765-1045. All right, I promise to explain Super Tuesday, but first I want to talk to Dean on the South Side because he's literally been waiting an hour. Dean, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Good afternoon. Um, I just kind of watched the uh, Democratic uh, debates with entertainment uh, yeah. value, but I want to get your thoughts on the uh, Justice Department and the deep state and what, what's going on and how these sentences get uh, – you know they're so they're so large for the uh, people associated with Donald Trump and then Hilda Beast and all that crowd with uh, McCabe and that just go untouched. Yeah, well, do you have any concerns about what's going on with the Justice Department in this country? Well, I mean, look, we we've known for a while that the Justice Department is run by the Democrats, and it's been that way ever since Obama. And we talked a little bit yesterday about how Donald Trump didn't go in and clean house. There was a tweet this morning where Donald Trump was actually urging uh, William Barr to clean the house. And really just start firing everybody. Now, what this is going to do is it's going to it's going to tie William Barr's hands because if he starts firing people, people are going to say, oh, look, he's doing exactly what Donald Trump told him to do. But let's be honest. Everybody knows he probably should have done this long ago. Um, I mean, the, the Justice Department, it's a, it's a whole other being. It's just like the FBI and the CIA. You've got career politicians in there who are partisan and you've got to get rid of them. And Donald Trump didn't do that, and there's a reason why, and we talked about it yesterday. Um, hopefully, hopefully this next go-round, hopefully after November, he'll really buckle down and say, okay, now that we've made America great again, let's drain the swamp and put everybody behind bars. Uh, good question, though. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. All right, so Super Tuesday, it, here's what happens. This weekend, we have the Nevada caucus, where it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to cruise to victory. Michael Bloomberg will get no delegates because, once again, he's not on the ballot. Then we move on to South Carolina. South Carolina is supposed to be a Joe Biden firewall, which means Joe Biden is supposed to win it hands down. And he may, he may not. It depends on what happens in Nevada. It depends on what happens between now and then, between now and the South Carolina primary. If he has a poor showing, and by poor showing, I mean ties for first or loses, I think Joe Biden's out. If Joe Biden Go, comes out of South Carolina without a win, without a solid block of delegates, I think he's got to go. There's no reason for him to continue. There's no reason for him to stay in it. There's no reason for anyone to give him any more money. I don't think anyone's going to give him any more money. And I think he's going to have to go back to Delaware, home of tax-free shopping. Uh, Super Tuesday, for those of you that don't know, is right now we've had four states, the first four, um, the first four primaries and caucuses, Basically, what you have is you have four individual states and the four individual states vote on one day. This is the first time this is the first time that that you'll have multiple uh, competitions on one day. And this is the first time that Super Tuesday will have so many huge states because California is part of Super Tuesday. They moved their primary up. They wanted to join in on the fun. In fact, one third of all the available delegates to the Democrats are going to be up for grabs on Super Tuesday, on March the 3rd. Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia are all holding their presidential primaries on Super Tuesday. That is a lot of people. California and Texas combined could give somebody the win. If Bernie Sanders locks up California and Texas, everyone else is pretty much done at that point as is the entire Democratic Party, because their their party, uh, their Democratic Party will now just be a communist. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be a commune of socialists because the leader, your presidential uh, candidate is the head of your party. And as they go, so goes your party. 
And as they go, you've got to follow. Bernie Sanders is going to take the Democratic Party. He's going to lead it to a cliff called socialism, and he's going to shove it right off. Because no moderate, uh, no moderate Democrat, no, no centrist Democrat, no real Demo- even like a left leaning Democrat is going to be hard pressed to, to cast a ballot for Bernie Sanders, who is a communist. And rest assured, Donald Trump and everyone else will spend the next six months making sure everybody knows just how big a communist Bernie Sanders is. And the election could end, could could conceivably end on Super Tuesday. That's why it's such a big stinking deal this year. 855-765-1045. But listen, by the time we here in Florida even get to cast a ballot, uh, this thing could be over. I mean, I wouldn't be voting anyway because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Democrat. But by the time the Florida primary rolls around, March 17th, the, the, we could already know who's running for president on both sides of the aisle. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show is coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. What is happening? What is that? Why would you even put that in there? I don't know. I didn't what know what was it was. That? I was hoping you would know what it was. That was an open mic message? Yeah. Ravioli. It's still going. Ravioli. I dislike that. This is a problem. This is not what the open mic feature is for. No, but it happened, and now it's all. It's a part of the show. Also, it's only in one channel. Why is that? No, it's in two. What do you mean? Yeah, left and right. It sounded like, yeah, it is. It sounded What's like, the problem? Ravioli is delicious. I don't know. That just, that creeped me out a little bit. That creeped me out. Oh, by the way, on a totally unrelated <laughs> note to anything political, uh, Steven Spielberg's oh uh, adopted daughter, she's yeah, funny. Yeah, I Did saw you hear that. About this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just want to mention this because you need to know this. She, uh, Steven Spielberg, arguably the most famous and successful uh, financially and probably, you know, um, with um, critical acclaim, a filmmaker in the entire history of the medium has a 23 year old adopted daughter who's come out as a porn star. Now, she only does solo porn because get this. <laughs> it's out of respect for her 47 year old boyfriend Ooh. who is a professional dart player. No innuendos are coming okay. up for me. Did you say dart player? Yes. <laughs> he plays darts professionally and out of respect for him, not out of respect for her parents, one of whom, again, is the most famous film producer in the entire world, also adopted her, not out of respect for them, not out of respect for herself, but because she doesn't want to offend her 47-year-old dart-playing boyfriend. So she's only going to – I just feel like you should – that's a good conversation starter. For later on, uh, you know, if you ever, if you're at a, if you're sitting around the dinner table tonight, you know, there's a lull in the conversation. Be like, hey, did you hear Steven Spielberg's daughter is gonna be a porn star, but only solo because she doesn't want to offend her 47 year old dart playing boyfriend. That that should get the conversation going, or it could kill it. Either way, eight five five seven six five. Can we get the the dart announcers to announce her uh, her movies? <laughs> Do you feel like dart announcers are they like uh, are they like really upbeat or are they like golf announcers? Oh no, they're they're out there. I've seen some. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, because I've watched a couple of tournaments. So you I, have not. I've seen it Where? when they go viral. Oh my god! So the goal, like bowling a turkey in bowling, is equivalent to getting a one eighty in darts. Right. That's three triple twenties in a row. 
Yeah, because I think the score is a countdown <laughs> no, from 500 yeah, yeah. or something. And so when you get one, the guys go, 180! <laughs> and the whole place cheers and they oh, all do really? shots. Oh. Yeah. But uh, like when they step up, it's, it's got to be more like golf. Oh, right? yeah, it's like, very quiet. He's stepping up to the line. Yeah, Jonathan Chester pulled right. up at the line. He's got a right-handed grip and he looks like he's going for the 18, triple 18. He shows the green feathers for this suit. All right, he's got the pullback. With the AC unit in the bar, you're going to want to, there's going to be a little cross breeze that you've got to account for. That's what I imagine. And then they throw it in. 180! <laughs> are they British? Apparently. I mean, where else are you going to be to play darts professionally? Probably some pub yeah. in uh, in Great Britain somewhere. It's too cold to play cricket. Let's throw some darts. 855-765-1045. This is Norb in Orange Park. How you doing, Norb? Oh, Mark, I'm telling you, you just got me busting out laughing. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I hope that's a good thing. I hope that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's, you know... I laughed so hard last night watching the Democrats yeah. go at each other yeah. like like kindergartners. You know, I mean, I'm sore from laughing so hard. Yeah, it was great. It was great. But, you know, my, my comment is about, you know, this Trump derangement syndrome is real. Yeah. These people are are sick. They are absolutely, you got a multi-billionaire up there being just totally berated like like a school kid, and he does nothing. He's, uh, his, everyone on that stage was fueled with nothing but hate. Yeah. No, it's true. Trump. It's true, man. You know what else is sick, Norb? Uh, this open mic that we got just a moment ago. That's so creepy. Maybe the new White House chef is Chef Boyardee. I don't know. Vima! What's Vima? I don't know, but we, I feel like I feel like if you played that backwards, it's, it would be some kind of like really cool statement. Yeah, like, you know, the, like uh, the Judas Priest album. Paul is dead or something like that. If you play it backwards, like, Paul is dead. Eight, eight five five seven six five March Vima. This okay. This this is Glenn on the road. What's up, Glenn? Hey, Mark. Hey. I tell you what. Last night was the biggest display of racism I have seen in decades. Biggest display of racism. Yes. Why? How did, what, what part of it was the most racist? All they talked about. All they talked about was taking care of brown and people of color. Yeah. I, 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 you know, what about me? Yeah. I'm a white guy. You know Don't what they care about me? You know what the most interesting thing about uh, last night's and you bring up a great point because they they got on Michael Bloomberg about stop and frisk and they got on Michael Bloomberg about redlining and they got on everybody about the health care plans and Bernie Sanders was talking about how most health care in this, these redlining situations it's all about yeah people of uh, of color black people brown people you know uh, all minorities that kind of thing but the the irony is that there wasn't a single minority on the stage because none of them qualified for the debate. So the Democratic Party, who wants to do more to advance, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, the African American agenda and advance the uh, the way of life for for Latinos, had just a bunch of white people on stage arguing about it, and that's really where you see the racism come through. Eight five five seven six. I mean, that for such an inclusive party, they really don't include anybody. They really you had you had three old seventy seventy year old. Like millionaires on stage, one of them a billionaire, three old white dudes, and and they they sit there and they talk about how inclusive they are and how modern they are and how how forward thinking they are. They aren't at all.
Hey, uh, Lorenzo from Jacksonville. How you doing, Lorenzo? All right. Talk to you today. Great talking to you, man. What do you want to say about the debate last night, Lorenzo? The uh, debate last night was nothing but a giant roast. Most times when a roast, you just roasting one person. But it was everybody roasting everybody yeah. just like in wrestling songs. It was. It was just a giant roast. They should have had it on Comedy Central, and the moderator should have been uh, Jeff, uh, what's his name? Who's the uh, Roastmaster General? Jeff Ross. Yeah, Jeffrey Ross. It should have been Jeffrey Ross, moderate. Good evening, I'm Jeffrey Ross. Welcome to the Democratic Roast. I mean, debate. And then they just could have gotten up and told each other, uh, you know, called each other names and, and jokes. It would have been great. It would have, my favorite part was when they, like, for example, Elizabeth Warren would name check everybody, but it would be at the end of the segment. So they'd all be freaking out. And then Lester Holt would say, we have to move on. And they'd be like, no, what? She called me. She called me out. 855-765-1045. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. But before we do, I promised you some what the bleep. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a great. What are you, why are you looking at me like that? No, just someone's behind you. I wanted to see who that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Yep. Uh, we, we Before we get out of here. I mean, you brought it up. We got some what the bleep. Oh, okay, come on. Come on. I can't think that. That should be the new bleep sound. Uh, and what we're going to do is we are going to uh, get two contestants on the line. We're going to play some things for you that happened during the week, some audio clips from some famous people. Uh, maybe you heard them. Maybe you didn't. All your job is to do is to figure out what one word we bleep out of their statement. And if you want uh, to figure out more than your opponent, you win a Mark K. Show prize pack. 855-765-1045. We'll get a couple contestants. And we'll play right after this. 855-765-1045. What the bleep is next on 104.5 WOKV? This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks for joining us today, folks. 855-765-104. I can't believe it's almost the end of the show. I can't believe it's almost the end of the week. What has happened? Where does the time go? I guess we must be having fun. Uh, before we get out of here, we have to do the funnest part of the, of the show, and that is what the bleep. Yay! Woo! You guys should turn on your microphones because it makes it a lot easier. That's much better. Here's how this works. we got a couple contestants on the phone. In fact, let's do that first. We've got Jim in Reno. Reno, Nevada. Hey, hey Jim. Jim. Here we go, Jim. How you, doing? how you doing, Jim? Good. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, hey, don't forget, you had a big caucus coming up this weekend. Hey, now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Actually, actually, I'm originally from Illinois, oh. and I'm uh, traveling, and I just came out to Reno seven months ago. I'm staying with a relative. Oh, sweet. That's great. That's uh, All right. Well, we're, now we know your entire life history. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you'll win. Um, you're going to be playing against Jeff in Orange Park. Jeff, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Hey, good. Jeff, where are you originally from? Uh, Cocoa Beach. Oh, sweet. All right. And now you're, look at that. We're, we got people from all over the place. Moving on north. All right. Jim and Jeff, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play you clips from this week. And all you have to do is tell us what word we bleep out. One word will be bleeped out in each clip. And if you can tell us, uh, if you can correctly identify that word, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Everybody got it? Yes. Got it. All right, Jim, we're going to start with you. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Perfect. Listen carefully. This is Joaquin Phoenix at the Oscars uh, accepting his Academy Award for the Joker last week. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby, even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for her calf and we put it in our <laughs> 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 What? What? Jim, uh, what the the bleep, Jim? I would say put it in their coffee. In their coffee. Let's take a listen. And And then we take her milk that's intended for her calf, and we put it in our coffee. In our coffee. That's exactly where we put her milk. 
That's exactly right. Let me turn on. All right. See, Jim gets it. He's got a point. Jeff, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. Listen carefully. This is Chris Matthews discussing Elizabeth Warren at the debate. Uh, tell us. We have two bleeps in this one, but it's the same word. Just bleeped twice. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. I think she was. she's probably disappointed that she wasn't tougher in New Hampshire. Everybody said that she wasn't the f- She was the f- tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Jeff? I'm going to go with fighter. You're going to go with fighter. God, I hope it's fighter. But it's Chris Matthews. You never know. Oh, she's probably disappointed that she wasn't tougher in New Hampshire. Everybody said that she wasn't the fighter. She was the fighter tonight. She was the fighter. Look at that. She was the fighter. Nicely done. It's one to one. Jim, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Listen carefully. This is Donald Trump, and he's speaking outside of Marine One, so it's a little tough to hear. And he's talking about the Justice Department and specifically Attorney General William Barr uh, talking about his Twitter. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Yeah, I do make this harder. I do agree with that. I think that's true. Oh, did you hear that one? That was really hard to hear. Yeah, let me play it for you one more time. Listen very carefully. Yeah, I do make this harder. I do agree with that. I think that's true. What What, what do you think? I I I could hear like pretty much that. All right, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. It's the it's the darn helicopter. He says I do make his blank harder. Job. Oh, his job. His job. Oh, his job. Oh, they're a team <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We'll play it for you first. Yeah, I do make this job harder. I do agree with that. I think that's true. Anyway, that's, uh, that was a tough one. No more. We can't do the helicopter ones anymore. They're just too, they're too gosh darn yeah, hard. Yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. All right, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, listen carefully. Here we go. This is uh, back to you, Jeff. This is Elizabeth Warren, and she is at the debate last night in Nevada. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. I like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat and horse-faced lesbians. What, what, what do you think? What the bleep? Oh, I watched it too. Um, Listen one more time. Here it is one more time. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat and horse-faced lesbians. Fat bums. I don't know. Fat bum. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Fat, fat bra. That's okay, though. That's okay, though. You're still in it. Uh, you're still in it to win it. All right, Jim, back to you. Are you ready? Yeah. This is Jesse Waters on uh, Fox's, Fox's The Five or whatever it is, and he's talking about Michael Bloomberg. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. I learned a lot of interesting things about Mike Bloomberg this weekend, that you know he's been nasty to women and to blacks and to seniors and to farmers, but I did not know that he puts ice in his I read that. Which is pure psychopath. <laughs> what, what do you what do you th- what do you think, Jim? The ice in his beer. Ice in his beer. Let's listen go and see what happens. I learned a lot of interesting things about Mike Bloomberg this weekend. That you know he's been nasty to women and to blacks and to seniors and to farmers, but I did not know that he puts ice in his beer. I, uh, I read that. Which is pure psychopath. That is, that is totally nuts, man. I, you cannot vote for somebody who puts ice in beer. Look at that. With a score of three to one and only one clue left, that means that uh, Jim from Reno, you're a big winner today. 
Congratulations. Oh, Mark, you're awesome. Oh, you're on. Listen, you won yourself a Mark K. Show prize pack. Uh, you can pick that up next time you're in Jacksonville. Kidding. We'll have Hannah dump that in the mail for you. Hannah, will you mail him a prize pack? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yay. All right, good. Everyone else, hey, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, join us tomorrow for our Fake News Friday edition of the Mark K. Show. Stay tuned for traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh. It's all next on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk.